Hey guys, in this episode, you're going to hear about our newest sponsor, Emitter, E-M-I-T-R-R. Now, Emitter, the technical description for Emitter is that they're a complete patient interaction and engagement platform, and they help with skyrocketing your Google reviews, automate day-to-day tasks, they help with text messaging, appointment reminders, online scheduling, online intake forms, customer engagement, and so much more. And they do all of this in one platform. And then it goes on and on to describe what they do. And you can always click on their website to see what they do. But that's not the reason I decided to bring them on. Because honestly, there are other softwares that can help with, you know, reviews. They have online patient forms. They are an online platform. They have great customer engagement. And they also have other bells and whistles. Now, I'm not saying Emeter isn't good at that or any of that. They're fantastic at boosting your reviews on Google and helping automate all kinds of day-to-day tasks. But Emeter is actively eliminating no-shows. I mean, do you guys get that? Do you see those, like, ugh, those empty holes created by those patients that never confirmed or maybe they did confirm but just didn't show up for who knows whatever reason and then your whole schedule falls apart and you're like what is happening amateur is fixing that and i support that 1000 percent and in this episode you'll hear how they're doing it now anmal who's the founder he's super transparent he talks to us a ton but i also want you to see how they do this for you with the no shows right so go in the show notes below and click on the first link in the show notes and schedule a free demo that's all That's all I want you to do. No strings attached. You'll see how they are doing a lot of great things to automate tasks that your front office has to do, but they are reducing, drastically reducing no-shows. So if you've had a no-show this past week, go ahead and schedule a free demo. It's going to be the first link in the show notes below. All right, let's get into this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Arias. And in this episode, I'm speaking with Anmal Oberoi. I would say the best review strategy has been one hour, one day. That's the simple way we call it the one hour, one day review automation, right? One hour after the appointment, assuming the patient is at home, send them a text. One day after, send them a text, right? Of course, we take care of a lot of specifics. If it's multiple people in a family, you just send them one review. You do not want to send them multiple messages and spam them. But that's really what's worked. Just to give you an example, one of our customers with two locations, they went from 22 reviews. So they had 10,000 patients and they did not have a review strategy across these two locations. Their rating was, I think, 2.2 or 2.4 with 22 reviews. In four months of working with us, they're past 500 reviews now. And now they're a top-ranked practice. So I would say that's what's worked the best, automating and just automating and sending it at the right time. He's a really intelligent guy, engineer, who found a major problem and started working on the solution. And you know what? I think he found one. (laughs) In this episode, we discuss about his past and how he got into dentistry. And in case you don't know, he is the founder of Emeter. And it's a platform that gets you more reviews, creates better patient engagement, has all the online forms. But one thing that caught my eye is it's on a mission to eliminate no-shows. And that, to me, if, if you're a first-time listener, you're a long-time listener. If you're a long-time listener, you know I talk about that. Whoever 
can figure out a way to eliminate or drastically reduce no-shows, <laughs> you got it made because that that is what is a major, that's a major headache. I know that's a major headache. And that's what Amal discusses in this episode. He was working with his relative who owns a practice and noticed a glitch in his practice and was determined to fix it. And something he mentions that I like is that there are two types of practice owners, problem aware and solution aware. And some people aren't even aware of the problem that's causing or stunting the growth in their practice. So he goes further into detail on this and how Emetric came about. We also discuss how 90% of practices still use landlines. This means that many of you are still depending on phone calls. But Anmol tells us how text messaging could cure those unanswered phone calls and he lets us know how to use it properly for optimal results. We also discuss how you need to think about how you are asking for a review. Because you know what? A lot of us do have like a practice management software or something, right? Some software that maybe sends out like a review reminder or something like that. And we're still not seeing the results we want. So Ammo kind of lets us know why that's happening. He says, don't just simply ask. You want to really customize it. And he tells us what he has seen as one of the best review strategies. And he has this data. He's There's data behind everything he's talking about. He's Amateur is in over a thousand practices. So he's kind of reviewing this data and saying, okay, this is the best review strategy. When in the day, how in the day, how many hours, things like that. So he lets us know that. And he lets us know the three important goals that practice owners should focus on, which is acquiring new patients retaining existing patients, and keeping the schedule full. So guys, without further delay, here is Anmol Oberoi. Anmol, how's it going? Hey, Michael, I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for asking. I wanted to ask, let's jump into it. Tell us a little bit about your past, your present. How did you get to where you are today? What are you doing? Sure, absolutely. Now, first of all, first of all thanks a lot for having me here. I'm excited to share my journey and really how you know we got to where we are. Just to take a step back and, and tell you, how we got here. I, you know, fondly remember how, you know, I came to this idea and arriving that, you know, we need to build something for dental practices. I have a relative who runs a dental practice, right? And every time I would meet him, I would ask him that, hey, what's the biggest challenge that you face? And he would tell me my biggest challenge is acquiring new patients. And coming from a marketing background, I would always laugh it off and tell him, it, that's not a challenge. That should be the goal of your practice. Keep acquiring new customers, right? Any business <laughs> needs that. And, and he would always tell me that it's easy for you to say that because you think from a marketing standpoint, but at medical school, at dental school, we're not taught marketing or business. We're really taught how to provide great oral health care, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he said that, but really when you graduate and start your own practice, it's almost like starting a business. Mm -hmm. So, he told me that was his biggest challenge. And, and I told him one fine day after hearing this multiple times that why not I help you out? I'll help you and maybe in the process I'll learn something new. If things work out, then that'll be good for you as well. Spent about six months with him doing Facebook ads, Google ads, you know, doing a little bit of content. To my surprise, the phone started ringing a lot more at the practice, which is good news. Mm -hmm. um, but if you look at the production of the practice, it did not, I would say it, grow in line with the number of incoming phone calls. When after six months, we looked at the numbers, since they were not in line with how many phone calls came in, he started to think that, you know, the conversions were not happening maybe because I was targeting the wrong set of people. Mm -hmm. And I was sure that that's not the case. So we went and looked at data for about a month. And what we realized was that 
he was not converting patients because so many of these incoming calls were being missed, right? They were dropped. And that's where I realized that missed calls is such a big problem for the practice. Now, patients call after hours on weekends. Patients call when your, your front desk is busy with claims, etc. So I started to feel like this is a big problem and there should be a solution for this. Mm-hmm. And when I dived deeper, I realized that the problem is not just missed calls. The problem is a lot more. They don't have any automation to send reminders if a patient is booked. There's no way to customize it. There's no automation to ask for reviews. Basically, there is no way to solve for these problems, which a dental practice faces. So that's when I realized that, all right, we need to, I thought that this is a big opportunity. And I got together with my co-founder, Pulkit, and we built a platform to sort of solve this. And that's essentially what we've done over the last few years. So you have a degree in marketing? I don't have a degree in marketing. I have a degree in engineering, but I would say going into multiple startups, I just got the opportunity to work in marketing and luck would have it that I could ultimately use it for my relative as well. Yeah, yeah, man, that's, that's a really smart brain. So Amateur, right, is the what you decided to create? Yep, absolutely. Where's that name come from? So that also has a small story. <laughs> now we didn't start, uh, the word of course talks about emitting sound and we didn't start with the current product that we have, right? So we wanted to help solve the problem of missed calls first and then solve other problems. And we thought that the solution for missed calls, uh, you know, we, I think we were too futuristic about solving this problem. And we thought that over time, phone calls will move to Alexa and Google Home. People will start using Alexa and Google Home and start ordering for services, right? Booking appointments with doctors, ordering for a home service, etc. So we built a platform with which we went to doctors and said that, hey, you have presence on Alexa and Google Home now with our platform and your patients can book an appointment. Of course, that didn't take off for obvious reasons. None of us use it for transactions. So that's where we started with the word emitter. But, you know, of course, uh, we didn't change the brand name because we already had customers. So just continued along with it. Yeah. I mean, that will happen. I feel like that is going to happen eventually, like, right? Through voice transactions, people are going to be like, hey, Alexa, buy me this, do that. I see right. it happening little by little, but with smaller things, right? Like, hey, Alexa, give Absolutely. me, go buy me some stuff. Right. So that's interesting. So then Amateur came out. How old is, if you don't mind me asking, Amateur officially? Sure. This is our fourth year. Fourth year? Yeah. Wow, okay. And uh, there's something I, I, I really like, Amal, that you guys are tackling. And I've talked about it on this podcast a lot, but I'm all about removing or minimizing as much as possible no-shows, right? right. And um, I, never, I never thought about that, that there's so many missed calls or dropped calls. What are your relative say when he saw that, he's like, what? But I have people up front or? Sure. So I'll tell you, there are two types of, uh, you know, really two types of customers and my relatives falls within one of those cohorts, right? (laughs) There is one type of customer, as we typically call them, problem aware and solution aware. He wasn't even aware of the problem. So Mm -hmm. some people, of course, are aware of the problem. Some people are not. When I realized that he's not even aware of the problem, the reason for that was because even today, most businesses use landline. So some research says that most healthcare practices today, to the tune of 90% or above, still use a landline. Now, when you use a landline, it's very rare you log into a software and look at the metrics. So he wasn't even aware. He was just seeing calls come in, calls being picked up. Mm-hmm. What was getting dropped, he was not even looking at those metrics. So for him, this was a completely new discovery. So that's the biggest reason. So the moment he discovered that, he realized the need to move to a voiceover IP software, right? Because That gives you metrics, that gives you a lot more automation capabilities. So his first reaction was, all right, 
if I'm missing phone calls, then why am I missing phone calls? Let me just figure that out. There's no reason, right? He, he didn't have any data. But over time, when we saw the data was that patients were calling after hours, patients were calling on weekends. You have limited stuff. And the moment you try to grow further, you basically cannot keep hiring and hiring. When he tried to grow, when we did marketing for him and he tried to grow, the phone started ringing a lot more. The front desk was busy with patients coming in office. The front desk was busy on another call. The front desk was busy calling patients for reminders, which is what led me to believe that, hey, the front desk is spending so much time on manual tasks instead of spending time on talking to patients. And that's why we said that one of the biggest reasons, of course, is that they're not aware. But another big reason is if you don't automate reminders, if you don't automate other things, follow-ups, when there's a no-show, if you don't automate those things, your front desk is going to spend time on these things instead of picking up phone calls. So those were largely the reasons and that's when he realized the need of automation. Gotcha. So amateur is kind of like, you know how somebody tries to put like a thing so nothing falls through the cracks, but then things are falling through the cracks. Amateur is like a, another thing that says like, nope, I'm going to grab those things that are falling through the cracks and, and put them back, right? Almost type of thing in the schedule. I was wondering, could you, because there's a lot of people who do this, they just outsource calls, right? If they're like, oh, we're missing them. Could you just outsource it? But that even has bandwidth too, right? That has a limit. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So of course, some bigger businesses can afford to do that, right? And it works well for them. The biggest, two biggest reasons why customers come to us of course, they don't just come for missed calls, right? They do come for the entire package, which is the complete patient interaction and engagement. But since you brought up the topic of missed calls, the reason why practices prefer to use texting when a call is missed and you want to automatically send a text is because you have control over the experience, right? Now, what we've learned is when you outsource it to answering services, now these answering services work with other practices, other healthcare practices, home service companies, retail businesses, et cetera, right? So they're not specialized into dental, right? So you're really letting your first touch point of a lead or a patient go into the hands of a person who doesn't know your business, which is why they said that, okay, at least in this case, I have access to the experience and I can text and take care of the experience from there. So it, it works really well for, you know, practices with one or two locations because that is where the sweet spot is or startup practices. Or it works really well when you're, a massive practice, right? So for example, you work with one of the biggest DSOs today. The scale is so large, they miss so many phone calls that they cannot afford to outsource it, right? Because then they've got to put like a hundred man army behind it, which just doesn't work. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So then in your opinion, and I love the fact that you've worked with a relative, right? Throughout this process, you, you've seen the pain points of what they're going through. What can a practice owner or a dentist do today to improve their, their marketing or their business? Sure, absolutely. So I think, see, there are, as a local business, you can only go after so many people. Google search is unlimited because basically only in that neighborhood will people search for dentist near me, orthodontist near me, etc. Right. So of course, that's one channel. Facebook as a channel, I won't say drives a lot of inbound. It's good to engage. Uh, Google is probably one of the biggest channels for you to bring patients, right? That's what I learned. Of course, things might have changed a bit, but I saw Google works well. So you got to write content. You, got, you can have SEO, you can have local search ads and you can target them. But what I learned over time was that there is a limit to search ads. Let's suppose you are uh, based out of Weehawken in New Jersey and a great expression opens an office there. Now you can't fight them in terms of budget because they'll come and outbid you 
in the search ads war, right? And there's no way you have so much budget to fight against them, right? So how do you survive? You've got to think long term. And in long terms, organic is what plays out. So there are two ways to think about organic. One is content and the other biggest thing is reviews. So dentists were starting out, my strongest suggestion would be run ad great to get capture your audience, but think long term and build reviews, right? As a strategy for your marketing. The reason for that is if you understand Google's algorithm, right? Google looks at multiple things before showing your practice when somebody searches for dentist near me. One of the biggest thing is reviews. So how that works is, of course, there are multiple things, but Google tells, you know, Google algorithm sees that how many reviews you have, how recent they are. It just doesn't mean that maybe you have 500 reviews and someone has 300. There's still a chance that that 300 reviews practice can rank above you, right? Because they are more recent. So reviews is one thing that I would say that, you know, practices should definitely focus on. Yeah. How does that, uh, so besides, I, I know a lot of the times we say, oh, you just got to ask. You just got to ask the patient, right? And I, I'm, I'm not even kidding, Animal, as easy as that sounds. Like, I remember forgetting all the time and I'm like, oopsies, you know, oh, well, we'll let them know next time they come back or we'll send them a message. How does Amateur kind of like help with that? Sure. So my biggest learning is that when, they, when a patient has had a negative experience, you don't need to ask for a review. You'll <laughs> automatically see it. Um, but when they've had a great experience, which I'm assuming if you're doing a good job is probably 95% of the time, uh, that's when you need to ask a review, right? If you understand the patient's journey, right? You need to think about it carefully. How do you ask? If I'm walking out and you tell me, will you leave me a review? I'll say definitely and I'll go home and I'll forget about it. Mm. Even if I remember, I've got to now go to Google, put an effort, search for your practice. Maybe there are two other, three other practices with similar names. I'm confused. I'm like, okay, I'm not putting effort because there's no incentive for me, right? What we simply did is we just automated that by sending a text message out where you can completely customize it to the way you like, right? Do you want to send it one hour later, one day later? Do you want to change the message based on the visit type? Maybe it was a root canal. Maybe it was just a consultation visit. Maybe it was just a hygiene recall. You don't want to keep sending a review request to every patient who's already left to review, right? So you need to think about your review strategy very deeply for you to be able to drive reviews and ultimately see the benefits of getting new patients, right? So ask, but automate. Do not manually ask is what I would say. What have you seen in your experience from like the practices that are signed up with Amateur, the ones you worked with? What's been the best review strategy almost? I would say the best review strategy has been one hour, one day. That's the simple way we call it the one hour, one day review automation, right? One hour after the appointment, assuming the patient is at home, send them a text. One day after, send them a text, right? Of course, we take care of a lot of specifics. If it's multiple people in a family, you just send them one review. You do not want to send them multiple messages and spam them. But that's really what's worked. Just to give you an example, one of our customers with two locations, they went from 22 reviews. So they had 10,000 patients and they did not have a review strategy across these two locations. Their rating was, I think, 2.2 or 2.4 with 22 reviews. In four months of working with us, they're past 500 reviews now. And now they're a top-ranked practice. So I would say that's what's worked the best, automating and just automating and sending it at the right time. How long have they been working with you in order to get to 500? They are in their eighth month with us. Oh, man. And the... In the first six months, they had 500 reviews because they already had 10,000 patients. They were just not asking and they were just not automating it. So that's why. Yeah. And do you think it's best to have it like on Google or, or Yelp, these reviews? I would simply from first principles thinking, say, go after Google, right? Because that's where 90% of the search happens. Very rarely would someone go to 
Yelp and search for a dental practice. People do. I don't mean to say they don't. You know, if you're putting effort, then put it in where most of the market is, right? Which is Google search is what I would suggest. Yeah. I feel like Yelp, we use more restaurants and stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So from these next questions are just to get into the head of someone who isn't totally involved on the clinical side of dentistry, right? Sure. Uh, Sure. You're in their mouth every day. But what would you like to see more from a dentist? So I think, uh, you know, I've I've said this multiple times. If I had to consider myself, maybe I'm sounding too demanding, but uh, I think the world is moving in that direction with the kind of customer experience you're getting with Amazon, Ubers of the world, right? Mm-hmm. I think what I would like to see is that if I compare these two industries, right, you have internet, consumer internet businesses and consumer service businesses and dentists fall into the category of consumer service businesses. If you look at consumer internet businesses, Amazon offers great customer support. It has so much automation, right? I can easily get access to things. But if I look at consumer services businesses, right, doctors, dentists, unfortunately, we are not there yet. But I am the same consumer who's buying, you know, products from Amazon and taking services from doctors and dentists, right? So my expectation over time has changed. I expect a very similar experience. Very simple things. If I call a doctor or a dentist and they don't pick up, there's no patience today, right? In a digital world, I'll go and call someone else. So that's why what I would say and, and what I would expect is that if doctors and dentists can leverage automation as much as possible, to provide a similar experience that the same consumer is having with the internet companies, right? So that's what I would say dentists should focus on. Gotcha. Provide that same experience kind of thing. Right. Absolutely. And there's no reason why they shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There is no reason why. Like, so oh, we can, I feel like we can always do that too, right? Improve our experience for our, our patients um, right. little by little by little, right? One thing I want to kind of dive into a little bit is... Um, and I'm going to put some links in the show notes below for everybody listening or watching, if you're watching this on YouTube too, because I feel like you guys have a lot that you can cover. And I know some of the listeners are probably like, okay, amateur, I'm going to look into that. But what is it exactly? So I know there's a video there that you talk about some proven ways to acquire and retain patients while constantly keeping your schedule full. What are some of those proven ways? Absolutely. So I break it down into three goals. What I understand, I understood by working with my relative was, Really, there are just three goals that uh, dentists should focus on. And then everything is a byproduct, right? So the three goals are you've got to make sure that you keep acquiring new customers, new patients. You keep your existing patients, you retain your existing patients. And three is you keep your schedule full because basically if you let go of any empty slot, you, you lose money. If I had to think about it with these three goals, right? Keeping your schedule full, acquiring new cost- patients and, and retaining, I would say, your existing patients. I would say the strategy that has worked the best is on the acquisition side is focusing on reviews and reputation strategy long term, right? (laughs) And on retaining and keeping your schedule full side, what's worked the best is focusing on reduction of no-shows. A lot of times people people know that, you know, I should have a low no-show rate, but they do not have a strategy to reach there. Uh, I'll give you a very simple example uh, of what we realized why no-shows were high, even though they had an automated reminder set up. And I might be getting into a specific, I would say, workflow, but I'm sure the audience is going to listen to it and say, hey, I'm doing this as well, right? So yeah. we got into an office and, and uh, we asked them that, what's your no-show rate? And, and they said the no-show rate is not of 30%. That's massive. And I asked them, why is that? And do you not have any automation in place? And they said, we do have automation in place. We do send reminders, 
but we still get no-shows. And I asked them that, why is that? They said, we don't have an answer. Why? So what they were doing is they were using their practice management software to send a reminder. <laughs> and then if a patient needed to reschedule or cancel, the patient had to pick up the phone and dial. So you're telling the patient, I'll send you a text informing you something. But if you want to inform me something, you got to put the effort of picking up the phone, which is where we realized that that's why there were so many no-shows. So what we said is that, hey, you just need to change this, make it easy for the patient to get back as easy as you're making it for them to receive this information. Why don't you make it equally easy for them to send back some information to you? The moment we switched it to a two-way communication that you send a reminder and they can reply to that confirming or saying, I need to reschedule, no-show rates went right below 10% because now it was so easy for patients to just reply back saying, yeah, I need to reschedule. Wow, okay. I think a lot of the MR is like, we kind of need to change our mindset to be like, it's okay to text. It's okay yeah. to communicate through text messaging. It doesn't have to be a phone call. How can someone figure out their no-show rate? I know like a lot, maybe a lot. I remember when we used to work in the practice, we was like, okay, the no-shows are a lot, but it, we only felt like it was a lot when no-shows were happening. In your opinion, what's an alarming number above what percentage? I'm overly optimistic, so I would say that any no-shows shouldn't happen, right? But realistically, that's not possible. I would say if you're in the 5 to 10% range, you're still okay because last-minute cancellations happen. People, mm -hmm. people have a life, something might happen, personal work might come up. you got to live with that. But anything else outside of that, if you don't have systems in place, or if you're thinking whether I should spend a couple of hundred dollars on this or not, you should definitely do it, right? Because even if you spend $200 on this, and even if one patient, basically you reduce no-shows for even one patient, you still get back that money, right? So I would say anything above 10% is alarming. Yeah, awesome. And then one thing I noticed also that Emeter does is an active waiting list or it helps you create that. What, what, what is that? So there are multiple ways we solve this problem. Basically what we realized working with practices was, and this joins into keeping your schedule full, uh, the third goal. And of course, handling the problem of no-shows. Now, no-shows are going to happen. People will say, I had something come up, even if it's not by intent or even if they forget, right? What we thought is that, hey, okay, we are able to reduce no-shows by 90%. So now you have just 10% no-show rate. What else can we do if a no-show or a reschedule happens last minute? Can we still bring down this percentage, right? You want to make your you know, business as ideal as possible. So what we did is we created a waiting list system where you can keep adding people if they say that, hey, I want to know if an earlier schedule opens up, right? Maybe, maybe because they are booked three weeks out, four weeks out. What they can do is the moment that happens, let's say I tell the practice last minute that, hey, I cannot make it tomorrow. They can easily look at the waiting list and send a text to everybody saying that, hey, we have an opening. Do you want to come in earlier, right? And that will help you fill your slots at least today, right? Otherwise, you lose business today. And then when you reschedule this current person, you lose business twice because now you're rescheduling them to another slot where someone else could have come in. Mm -hmm. So that's really what we do. And that's essentially what the waiting list is about. Gotcha. And you've seen that work really well? Absolutely. Actually, the idea for that came in from a very different capability. What we heard from customers was that, hey, this is one of the problems, but another big problem that we face today, right? If there's a weather change, if one of the providers calls in sick, not only does it happen to patients where something happens in their life and they don't come up for the appointment, it can happen to a provider as well. They may have something personal come up, so they may want to cancel their deal. A lot of our practices came back to us and told us that, hey, we spent so much time informing patients 
about the schedule change. We pick up the phone and dial. We pick up the phone and dial. If they don't pick up, then you still got to pick up the phone and redial because now it's on you to inform them. So what we did is we just text enable their schedule. What I mean by that is now they can go into their schedule, select a specific set of patients and send them a text with a click of a button. Or they could simply go in there and say that, hey, send a text message to everybody scheduled the entire week saying it's bad weather. Imagine you were in Florida, right? <laughs> and you say, hey, because of hurricane, we need to reschedule. Instead of dialing these 50 patients, you just tell the system in one click, send a message to everybody. What we started to see was customers were using this to fill in slots. They saw that there's an empty slot uh, and, and they would go into the next week's schedule and text message everybody saying that, hey, we have an open schedule. Do you want to come in? So both the ways we saw that this worked very, very well. Okay, so you saw like the office manager was like, fill it. the office manager saw that there was missed appointments and then they would just use the, that to message the patients, exactly. basically. Exactly, and then we interviewed them and built the waiting list. Gotcha, gotcha. That's interesting. So real quick, Emma, in a nutshell, what does amateur completely cover? Sure, so just to, you know, I, I always tell our customers that we help you achieve these three goals. Keep your schedule full, keep your patients coming back so you'd be able to retain uh, mm-hmm. with patient recall, hygiene recall, and keep acquiring new patients. Now, to be able to achieve these goals, we call ourselves a patient interaction and engagement software, right? So any work that your front desk is doing manually today, even for example, let's say we heard from practices that, hey, we do send text reminders. And if someone doesn't confirm, then we pick up the phone. So we said that, no, you shouldn't pick up the phone even then. We'll send out a voice reminder for people who've still not confirmed the day before. So I would say that, you know, we are a complete automation platform and we automate repetitive tasks for the front desk, be it anything, asking for reviews, sending reminders, following up on no-shows, birthday wishes, things like that, and allowing you to communicate one-to-one with patients as and when needed. So a complete interaction and automation software is what I would say we are. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. And so like, I know a lot of today we were talking about no-shows and that's something I think everybody listening to is like, we really want to minimize, eliminate that as much as possible, bring it down to like the 4%. So that would be fantastic. But guys, like as you can see, Amateur does a lot more. And their link is going to be in the show notes below. But before we say goodbye to Emma, Emma, where can we reach out to you if we have any questions, concerns, things like that? Sure. So uh, I think the easiest way to reach out to me is just text me. I We use our own product. So we just text us on 210-941-4696. We can also share it along with the recording or just reach out to me on email, right? On molatemeter.com. And, you know, I'd be happy to chat and, and see if we can help you in some way. Awesome. So guys, that's going to be in the show notes below as well. And Emma, thank you so much for being with me on this episode and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Michael. The pleasure is all mine. And Mal, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. We appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, if you want to just test them out, Go in the show notes below, Emeter, right? Click on the first link in the show notes below. Schedule a free demo. Guys, there is no contract, no agreement. It's month to month. If you schedule the free demo and you like what you're looking at, then go ahead and give them a shot, right? And you get an exclusive deal when you mention the Dental Marketer Podcast or you just use the link in the show notes below. You really have nothing to lose, but I really want you guys to see what they can do for you, especially when it comes to no-shows And you guys were hearing it, right? The active patient waiting list. Like they have, it's a ton of amazing things that Emeter is coming out with to automate these day-to-day tasks that really can create 
uh, dampering your productivity and efficiency. And at the same time, I mean, they can create holes in your schedule and you're just like, what are we, what do we do now? Right? So go in the show notes below, click on the first link in the show notes below, check out amateur. Like I said, no strings attached, nothing there. I love what they're doing. So go ahead and check them out. And thank you guys for supporting the podcast. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.